Welcome to the Prez Paul podcast. This is a place for us to engage and hear honest and curious dialogue about Nazareth College and the people who are at the heart of who we are. Our focus this year is on meeting some of Nazareth's change makers. In this episode, we're focusing on mental health on our campus and beyond. We do want to give our listeners an advance notice that we will be discussing suicide and mental health challenges today. For support, we encourage you to contact NAS Health and Counseling at 585-389-2500 or the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255. We are here for you. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and honestly, given alarming mental health trends, this issue is a year-round priority for our community. Young people face significant mental health challenges, driven in part by social changes forced by systemic racism and other pressing forms of discrimination and oppression, but also an array of impacts from the coronavirus pandemic. The facts truly are startling. The 2020 Active Minds National Survey shows that more than 80% of youths have experienced increased depression, anxiety, obsessive compulsion, and other symptomatology over the past two years. The CDC estimates that suicidal ideation is now experienced by nearly one quarter of youths. The degradation of youth mental health is another public health crisis that truly requires our proactive attention. In truth, the trends are concerning for adult mental health as well. Overcoming the stigma of mental health challenges is a very important first step so people can get support and treatment. One way to overcome this stigma is for students to talk with each other about mental health peer to peer. Evidence shows that this can help significantly to overcome barriers and address mental health challenges. I am excited to be joined today by a senior NAS student, Amanda Foster, who wanted to make a difference on our campus. She has worked hard to bring the nonprofit organization Morgan's Message to Nazareth this spring with the goal of supporting the well being of Golden Flyers of the present and also the future. Amanda Foster is a senior psychology major with minors in human resources and business. She's a four-year member of the swimming and diving team. She's co-chair of the class of 2022's senior class gift campaign and a talent development intern at a leading energy company. Amanda was guided in this initiative by John Rigney, assistant director for wellness outreach and education at the health and counseling center at NAS. John has worked at Nazareth since 2013 and works very closely with the athletics department. John has all sorts of hidden talents, one of which is that he ran cross country and track at St. Bonaventure University, in his words, a long time ago, though in my words, it couldn't have been that long ago. I am so grateful to both of you, Amanda and John, for joining me today, and I'm excited for our conversation. Amanda, let's start with you. I'd love to know what made you so passionate about bringing Morgan's message to Nazareth. Yes, thank you so much, President Paul, for having me and starting this important conversation. I found Morgan's message during a fairly dark time in my life. In the past, last spring of 2021, 
I had a perfect storm of different circumstances externally kind of pulling me to really question the core of who I was and who I was working to become. And I don't wish any of those spiraling thoughts of questioning your worth to anyone. Uh, moments of really wondering uh, what if and just struggling to get out of your room and struggling with those thoughts is not something that is easily to overcome. But thankfully, I was able to have a great support system when people know who they are out there. And support is something that everyone deserves and everyone should feel like they can get no matter what they're going through in their mental health journey. I know mental health, I feel like, is a journey. It's not always going to be, it's never going to be perfect. There's always going to be ups and downs. But nonetheless, it's a journey that you should continue to go on and continue to live by because you are valuable on this earth. And I know throughout my mental health journey, it's not been, it's not been easy, but I wanna remind others that even the people that seem more generally positive, I'm typically an optimistic person. My teammates usually view me that way. And it's been an awesome attribute that I've enjoyed part of my personality, but to remind others that we also have imperfections as positive people. We also have pain as positive people and remembering it's okay to validate that everyone goes through their mental health journeys in different ways and to continue to reach for that support to heal and continue to get back to that healthy place of mind. With that vague backstory, I found Morgan's message through hearing their podcast, The Mental Matchup, in which they bring various guests, student athletes to different people within the mental health field to share their perspectives, to share their mental health journeys and remind all of us that we're not alone in these hard feelings. When I went through waves of anxiety and depression last year that I'm still working through to this day, and I don't bring those terms lightly, I've worked through therapy and to recognize those terms. And another thing is I recommend people going to therapy. It's an amazing support to have, but to remind people that they're not alone in their darkness. When we're there for people in their light times, or we're there for them in their dark times as well and to please to not suffer in silence. I've been able to have the great support system that I've had and really even the people in the day-to-day that do the little things that don't even know 100% what's going on in your life is so important. So to continue to do those little things for even the strangers in your life is really valuable as well and is really impactful. And so that's really why I'm passionate about bringing Morgan's message to NAS. I am passionate about their mission and their vision and to continue to help break the stigma around mental health, provide resources and education to everyone, including those people that are suffering in silence and continue to cultivate a community of vulnerability. And like what Morgan's message has talked about, not overlooking the toughest opponent a human has to face, the battle against their own mind. I am so grateful to you for uh, for your clear and um, true expression. I I really appreciate it. It is a, um, I know that it takes a lot of courage. I also know that it is a beautiful gift to those in our community. And I was so grateful to you, Amanda, for reaching out to me with this idea. It was really, um, it was really inspiring to hear your passion and to hear your leadership and to hear your commitment to being this kind of change maker in our environment. Um, one of the things that I've learned a lot about in the last couple of years is that, um, mental health challenges are also very common among athletes. And I think sometimes 
we don't associate that with athletes. You know, we have certain stereotypes about athletes and we think that, you know, we, we associate them with strength and vitality and vigor and, you know, all of this kind of thing that we don't understand that there is a dimension in these individuals. They are people too. And there is there, there are all sorts of dimensions to who people are, whether they're athletes or not athletes. And so I, mm-hmm. I think you've raised such an important awareness in our community. And I just, I really appreciate your, um, just how committed you are to bringing this forward. I, I know already you've made a, a big difference. I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about the background for Morgan's message. Who who was Morgan? And tell us a little bit about the the mission of Morgan's message. What is it about? Yes, I would be honored to. So Morgan's message uh, is founded based around Morgan Rogers, and she was an upbeat daughter, a twin, a friend, an artist, a student, as well as an athlete, a lacrosse player to be specific and more. She's had a variety of different parts of her identity, and I think that's important for anyone to recognize that they have, they're not just an athlete, they're not just a a student, there's so much more to them. And through Morgan's message, her loved ones wanted to carry on her legacy, the uplifted, kind-hearted, goofy, hardworking, and positive impact she's had on everyone that knew her. Her loved ones talk about how Morgan was the life of the party, and while always being driven to work to accomplish her goals that she wanted to. Dreams like being a Duke Blue Devil and playing on the highest level on collegiate athletics and lacrosse was one of those that Morgan really worked to achieve. However, some difficulties and hardships around her injuries she faced in her college career changed her internally. Uh, while she worked to seem normal, in quotation marks, externally, ending in the heartbreak of Morgan taking her own life in July of 2019. And I also want to mention that Mental Matchup podcast has at least two episodes on her story, full in depth with her parents going through the impact she's had. So I'd recommend those to everyone, as well as the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, like we've mentioned in the beginning, and will be in the show notes, is important to utilize. But after this tragedy, her loved ones came together a year later around her and her twin's birthday in May of 2020. And were motivated to make a change. This is where Morgan's message was born. This organization's a nonprofit whose mission, as quoted from the website, amplifies stories, resources, and expertise to confront student-athlete mental health, build a community by and for athletes, and provide a platform for advocacy. And along with that, their vision really resonates with me too. Again, from the website, Morgan's message strives to eliminate the stigma surrounding mental health within the student athlete community and equalize the treatment of physical and mental health in athletics. We aim to expand the dialogue on mental health by normalizing conversations, empowering those who suffer in silence and supporting those who feel alone. And I'm hopeful that here at Nazareth, that all students can feel welcome in on joining in these conversations that you do not need to be a part of varsity athletics here just to talk about Morgan's message because we all have a common ground of mental health being humans And so I think that's an important thing to recognize that all these topics are so applicable to all of us. And I'm the first campus ambassador here at Nazareth, which I'm really proud of. But throughout the program for Morgan's Message, there's over 600 ambassadors on high school and college campuses across the country. And it's continuing to grow, which is amazing. And to be able to see that all around social media and our ambassador communications, like the group call I was just on last night about disordered eating, 
giving opportunities such as reminding ourselves with our rivals on game or meet days that at the end of the day, we have the common ground of being human, of going through our own mental health journeys. This is something I'm proud to see occurring across campuses. And our personal chapter has had a few monthly meetings so far, which has been awesome in its startup. But I hope in the future, in addition to those Nazareth meetings, we can have dedication games as well to raise awareness about this important mission and vision, but also potential other initiatives like an annual mental health week on campus and more. That's fantastic. I'm so glad that you found the the organization. And, you know, again, I really appreciate your leadership um, that you have brought it to us. And John, you have been so important as a partner in this initiative uh, I, I know that, um, you know, it must have felt very inspiring for you, for Amanda to bring this to you and and to then think together about how to make it work. Tell us a little bit about that experience and that process. Um, thank you. Yeah, it, it was really, um, I think inspiring is a great word for it. Um, re- refreshing too, um, to have a, a student um, reach out and, and just, you could see how passionate Amanda was about this. And I think um, it also highlights how how dedicated Nazareth is to mental health. And I think the fact that you mentioned um, Press Ball about Amanda emailing you, I think she had emailed you. You had emailed um, Pete Bothner, the athletic director, um, and I'm, I was included. And then the student athlete mentors, um, soccer coach Matt um, and I both both facilitate the student athlete mentors. We all met, and I, I feel like it was within a matter of like a couple of weeks. Um, it went from, I think, the email to you to all of a sudden this was up and running. Um, and I think that shows how, how you know, how supportive NAS is with mental health and how much from the top down we recognize that it's, it's very important. Um, so I think what I really, really like and what, what you can see right now in, in talking with Amanda is her passion um, over this. And even when she brought it to us, I had never heard of Morgan's message before. Um, and she talked about the podcast and just listening to the podcast. And it really, you could just tell the way she talked about it. This, this is not something she was just trying to check a box like, oh, this will look good on my resume, or maybe I should do this. This was something that she really believed in and wanted to, to bring it to, to other student athletes here and other, other students here. Um, so I think when, when you ask, you know, what was it like? I, yeah. Inspiring. It's definitely a, a great, great way to put it. Yeah. That's, that's really powerful. I, you know, I agree. And I have to say, uh, Amanda, and I, I know I'm repeating myself now, but you really are a NAS change maker because I think what John just described is so true to what Nazareth is all about. So I'm really proud of you. I, I think it's really powerful. Um, I share your passion uh, for, mental health. I'm, I am also uh, really worried about where we are in terms of mental health writ large in our society, but especially for young people. And part of what I have done in higher education has been to try really hard to um, make higher education institutions uh, that are very supportive contexts for cultivating and also addressing mental health in all sorts of ways. It's really a passion of mine as well. I I wrote an op-ed in the fall on how critical it is to address youth mental health, particularly in these times. You know, we are coming out of, I hope, I don't know, we're in a a very extraordinary two-year period. And this is not to suggest that mental health issues are new. They're not at all. 
it is a period, however, where we are seeing dramatic spikes in mental health challenges, and we have to pay attention to that. So the the link we'll link the the op ed in the show notes, so you'll be able to see that. Um, but this is such a critical issue. And one of the things that I have long thought is that for many students, college is the first trusted opportunity they have for addressing mental health challenges or conditions. I dare say for some of them, it's also the last. And I don't mean that in terms of, of you know, their, their um, actions in their lives. I mean that in terms of society, the resources for mental health are so still limited. And it's something that's very concerning. College is one of the only contexts where students can truly have access to quality counseling, to quality mental health services. So I just, I emphasize that because every single one of our students, you know, I I urge every student to reach out and to, um, care about mental health and also to seek the resources that we that we offer. Um, so John, I, I turn to you. You know, the, the last two years have been so incredible. They have been so intense for all of us, uh, but really intense for our students. There have been so many life stressors that they have been coping with. Talk with us about what Nazareth does to support our student mental health and, and the kinds of things you're thinking about doing. Um. I think that it's our, we are, we're fortunate to have a, a good infrastructure, um, specifically within the health and counseling center. Um, but also all of Nazareth is, is aware of mental health. Um, and there's some points I want to make on that a little bit later, but, um, our director, Susan Quinn and the assistant director of counseling, Catherine Davini have done a, an amazing job setting it up so that, um, students can be supported. Uh, when I started about nine years ago, there was three counselors um, and sometimes only two when one of them was transitioning to another job um, and we they weren't there. And we're at five now. We're at five counselors. So including Catherine. Um, so going from two to five shows how it shows how much NAS supported that that happening, because some colleges the the ratios are a lot less. And I think Naz really understood that, okay, this is something we really need to pay attention to and took seriously. And it was, you know, from the top down, it was supported. And it's, it's, it's evident by how, how staffed we are. Um, and with being staffed that well, we, um, there's, there aren't wait lists. There's, there, there's no wait, there's no waiting. So when I was here nine years ago, there was a two week wait list. So students had to wait two weeks to come to the health and counseling to meet with a counselor. Um, now Catherine has set it up with the, the, um, all the counselors in the counseling center that they can have an appointment the same day, um, which is, which is phenomenal. And, you know, when I was going to conferences before other colleges would talk about it, like that's normal, that's how it is. It's two weeks and they've really worked hard to make it so that they can be available for students. So I think that the changing of the infrastructure so that they, we can meet the students needs, um, is one huge thing. Um, another thing that, that we've done with the health and counseling center is the groups that we offer. Um, we offer a grief and loss group. We offer, um, an anxiety toolbox group. Um, we offer NASNON, um, people of color group, um, LGBTQ plus group. Um, so we're really trying that if, if students aren't comfortable, comfortable with individual therapy, um, we offer the groups and workshops as well. 
Um, and then a lot of outreach, just kind of being out there and letting, letting people know who we are at the health and counseling center. You know, it's not kind of, we're not super scary or intimidating, you know, we're, we're people that, you know, we're just like anybody else and we want to support them. So we do things like relaxation night, wellness Wednesdays. We do things like that. Wags and wellness, where we work with, um, Laura and, uh, Missy, um, with Orion and Rosie. So we, we do things. So we're out and about in the community, um, but there are also things to help with with students' well-being. Um, so I think I think those initiatives um, and and the way that the counseling center is set up um, is has has helped a lot. I think that's that's fantastic, and I appreciate your sharing the full array. You know, the other observation I would make is that true to our mission commitment. Uh, the Counseling Center does a fabulous job of understanding the full diversity of our students and offering a full diversity of counselors who have different backgrounds, who have different areas of expertise, and who, who really meet a person where they are, which is not often the case. You know, we were talking earlier about how much stereotyping um, interferes with our definitions and also our, our efforts to address mental health. And I feel like that's something that we have worked very, very um, diligently on here and that that becomes a real strength of our, of our counseling area. And, and Pres Paul, if I can say so, I, I believe, and, and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that's something that, that you understood and talked with us and was like, you want to support that and, and set it up so that we, we can be, we can meet um, diverse students' needs, you know. And, and the reason I bring that up is because that's another way that the college is supported um, from, for, or excuse me, the health and counseling center is supported from from up above. Oh, absolutely! It's it's who we are as a community. So let's talk a little bit about this community that we are, because I I do think that that's a a key component in. Um, how we're supporting people. But I also think, Amanda, you know, what I'm hearing is that this sense of NAS community has been a really important feature of helping Morgan's message take root here. So I wonder, John and or Amanda, if you can talk about your thoughts about how the closeness of our NAS community uh, provides a safety net for our students uh, both in terms of diagnosis, in terms of treatment, in terms of support, how, how does it create a safety net? I, I was at a conference a while ago, and they they spoke about mental health as a is a campus wide issue. It's not just a health and counseling issue. And I think you know we do um, presentations with classrooms and with faculty and staff on how to support students' emotional needs. Um, and the language to use when they see a student that's struggling. Um, you know, I care about you. I'm concerned about you. Have you thought about talking with someone in health and counseling? Um, and then how to refer them over to us, either through the portal or walking them over, calling health and counseling center. Um, so I think the closeness helps that we can have those conversations with staff, faculty, coaches uh, about, about mental health. And you know, I was at another conference and it was with athletics and I was representing the counseling center and other counselors said, we we're talking about how to work with athletes. And they said, you know, our, our athletics department sees, uh, sees counseling as a dirty word, that it's not okay to talk about mental health. And it's the exact opposite here. You know, Pete Bothner, the, the president, the uh, director of athletics approached me about four or five years ago and said, we want to work with health and counseling. What initiatives can we do? 
you know, and we put in screening questions that go out to athletes on depression, um, on anxiety, on alcohol um, use. Um, we, we bring in mental health speakers to campus. So these are things where, you know, the athletic director, we know each other, he can come over and say, hey, can we work together? And that's happened with so many other departments that I think at a close college, you know, at a community like this, you can do. And other college, I'm not sure that it, that it happens that way. That's great. Amanda, do you want to comment on that? Yes, I definitely am proud to be a Golden Flyer because of our resources and our safety net of the community that is cultivated here. Being able to feel able to reach out to President Paul in response to her beautiful know about mental health and the awareness that we need and to know that I'll get a response and passion and drive behind initiatives is really something that I look forward to being able to talk to John, talk to Pete, see their passion for making sure that our well-being as students is validated and supported is really something that I am passionate to see as a Golden Flyer, as well as in the classroom, being able to recognize that my professors and advisors want to be there for you, not only in your academic work, but as human beings. They're excited about seeing where you're going in the future and what you're doing outside of the classroom right now whether that's athletics, whether that's clubs, whether that's anything, as well as from the athletic standpoint, utilizing, seeing my teammates and my coaching staff, being excited about certain things and initiatives that we're bringing to campus and seeing how we're becoming change makers of the future is all really exciting stuff to, to see on campus. And I'm really proud to be a Golden Flyer and seeing all the resources and support that we're able to to have on campus. I know other campuses are, are different, like John mentioned with the waiting lists. I've heard that from other friends of mine on different campuses. And I was like, wow, I was able to go in a few years ago, start with one of the counselors at NAS here. And she was wonderful. And I worked with her throughout most of my time at NAS. And then she also helped me get a reference externally to different counseling services over the summer. And I'm with them now, but just to see the passion behind wanting to make sure everyone within the Nazareth community, even past all the way through alumni, are supported in their well-being and their future and their life's work is really exciting. You make me really proud to be a Golden Flyer too. So I love how you talk, Amanda, about mental health as a journey. And I do think that it is a lifelong journey. I love that this is a community that hasn't given up on humanity, because I think that's a lot of what we're talking about here is that um, we do believe that there is a sanctity in humanity and we really respect that in one another and we help support that in one another. So in thinking about this mental health journey, what, and I know you have so much to say on this, but what what are some of the pieces of advice that you would give to a student who is on their mental health journey? Yeah, I certainly have a lot to say, but what first comes to mind is to please remember that no matter what you're going through or what you've gone through, that, that you're so valuable, that you are, you are lovable and you are loved and you are capable and you're worthy of this life that you're building and this life that you're creating for yourself and you're impacting others with. And to remember to find your trusted people and lean on them through all the ups and downs that you go on through life. And I personally know how hard it can be to do that personally when you want to be that supporter for others and that fills you up and you're excited to help others with maybe their mental health journeys or just their lives in general. 
and you think you can just fight this alone and internally, but you need to allow yourself to remember that you're worthy of this support and this love that you are giving to others. And whether that's professional services from NAS or externally, whether that's family members, mentors, loved ones, etc., leaning on those people is so important and reminding yourself to be supported. And also a big thing I've worked on in therapy is remembering that self-care isn't selfish, to remind yourself that you need to take care of yourself first and foremost. And on your mental health journey, sometimes the darkest times is very hard to feel like you can have even the energy to participate in self-care. You're just trying to get by, but that's still so important to understand. And even the busiest days, I know Nazareth changemakers are always busy doing a million different things. There are various identities and it's amazing, but to take that time for yourself to recharge, to reconnect with who you are, the simplest things like nutrition and sleep, but all the way down to the little joys that you have in life, reading a book, painting your nails, anything to bring you that extra, that extra joy is something to be mindful of during your mental health journey and just life in general. That's great. Thank you. Thank you so much. Tell me the response you've gotten to Morgan's message. How have other students responded? It's been awesome so far. I've been able to talk with different groups like SAC and SAMS on campus, but also get some great feedback on our social media channels that we've created and the meetings that we've had. It's been fantastic to see. Like any starting program, engagement is tough. It's not easy when people have a sea of opportunities and priorities going on in their lives, but I can see the light that people are really ignited and to see Morgan's message become a bigger thing in the future and this foundation point we can start in the spring is something I'm excited to come back as an alumni and hope to see this program continue to grow, continue to utilize the partnerships in SAMS, in SAC, uh, DE&I ambassadors, the UA, really there's a whole plethora of opportunities since the common ground is mental health. So I'm fortunate to be able to see this start of Morgan's message and I'm really hopeful for where it continues to go. And it will continue to go. I am very, very confident that it will continue to be a very important part of our Nazareth community. I am so grateful to you for helping us to to discover Morgan's message. So how can students get involved? Yeah, definitely. Please, please get involved. Uh, The more voices in this peer-led initiative, the better. And you can reach out, email morgansmessage at mail.naz.edu or DM us on Instagram at Nazareth Morgan's Message. Follow the social media page. If you want to be part of the marketing team, please let us know. I love your marketing expertise. Or reach out to myself or John at our emails. We can get you on our email list. And though the semester is kind of winding down, we may not have many more active events by the time this podcast airs, but we're certainly able to set up Zoom calls and talk about this message, talk about what we're hopeful to see in the coming years of this program as we've led this foundation, myself and others involved so far in creating. And really just having a passion for this message is the real real qualification. And if you wanna become a future ambassador, like I'm graduating, I would love for some people to step up in some leadership and, and continue this, this message. And it's all important stuff. And I think any, any way you wanna be involved is an amazing way to, to get involved. 
Hey, we should uh, get this information out to our prospective students too. I, you know, yeah. that that's the way we're going to keep this going. And I, I think we're going to have a lot of interest from our incoming, our incoming students. So that'll be really fun to share this with mm-hmm. them as well. Definitely. So look, look, looking at the future, first of all, we have almost alumna, Amanda, how can that be true? Um, so I know that Amanda will continue to be engaged in this initiative. What else do you see in the future for Nazareth in terms of, of addressing mental health? What other ideas or what other hopes do you have? Yeah, I'm hopeful for a lot from the base of our community and support like yourself, like John, like so many different people in the Nazareth community so passionate about mental health. I am so excited to see where it goes in the future. Obviously, Morgan's message, hopefully it will continue to grow, continue to have different initiatives on campus, have our future flyers, our present flyers, continue that engagement but also things like the availability of mental health first aid training. I know I've talked with John and filled in about the pre and current pandemic status of that. And I can only be hopeful that more opportunities will be available in our Nazareth community to get this awesome training because it's now certainly a qualification on my bucket list to, to get because it's important just as CPR, just like physical mental health and health aid training is mental health aid training is so important too additional programming like eating disorder awareness, body image issues, et cetera, coming to different forms at Nazareth, I think is a really exciting opportunity. And the continuation of making sure that our faculty and our staff and humans like our teachers and our coaches are getting a variety of different resources to help the students and the future change makers help themselves and also help them be the best humans that they can be to promote our mental health and the issues and the different topics surrounding it. I really think the the sky's the limit here at NAS with the passion and the community and the drive that we've got for all the different possibilities and opportunities and initiatives that are already going on. And I'm really excited to, to see what happens and grateful to be able to stay as a Golden Flyer community and be a, an alumni. I love it. And I have to say, I agree with you, first of all, that the sky is the limit. And I also also know that your inspiration is going to lead the way. John, what do you think? Um, I think Amanda came up with some great points um, right now. I mean, this whole this whole time and especially right now, um, mental health first aid. That is a training that I offer um, that one of our uh, Catherine Devaney also offers it. Um, and she's right. Amanda's right. We were offering it a little bit more before the pandemic. Um, and we we have a few bookings for um, September, so we're rolling it back out again, uh, which is really encouraging. That's fabulous. Yeah. 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 And we're trying to get get it to some to more um, more gatekeepers, so RAs, coaches, uh, faculty, staff, anyone that's having contact um, with the students. Um, so that's yes, that's one big thing um, that falls under outreach. And so with outreach, we're building our outreach department, um, you know, uh, a little bit more and more each day. So I think having having more outreach opportunities um, in, in other areas, too, would, would be really, really what we're working on. Terrific. Well, I am so grateful to both of you for your time today and for sharing your passion, for sharing your your expertise in this area. I know, Amanda, you have made this an area of expertise for yourself. I'm, I'm really excited to, to see what you do with it as you go out and create your life's work. I'm really excited to see what, what's next for you. So I hope you'll certainly stay in touch. Um, 
but I'm, I'm excited. I think we are moving in a really positive direction. I also know that there are people in our community who are hurting, and I hope that today's podcast helps to d- define for you that you do matter and that you have a community that is that is here for you, that you have a community that is wrapped around you and that we want to be supportive, that we want to help you find your way. And we're confident that you'll find your way. So thank you. I'm so grateful to you for helping to, to reach out. So John, I know you want to remind our listeners of the resources that are available. Yes. Um, for If you're feeling like you need some, some support, um, you can call the Health and Counseling Center. Our phone number is 585-389-2500. Also, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline number, that again is 1-800-273-8255. You are not alone. You have very important community here. You matter. We need you in this world. So I am very, very grateful. Thank you so much for this conversation. I certainly am inspired. And thank you to all for listening today.